Are you ready? What's going on, everybody? This is this week's at-large bid. Uh, we're back. Hey! Sweet 16 time. Tourney time. Ryan is fired up. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we do kind of go back and look at some of the highlights from the first weekend of the tournament. Um, for some reason, we just end up getting on like a huge tangent about Mick Cronin. Yeah. And how UC can't win big games. Nope, not at all. They're poopy butts sometimes. You went on a very passionate, passionate UK rant. I did. Um, then we kind of give our picks for the weekend. Mm-hmm. This is actually a pretty long, but also informative and very uh, dialed in episode. Yeah, it was. Proud of and us. And of course, we can't talk about bag dropping. Oh, yes, we can. Yeah, we can. And we do. We do. So At 11 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yes. Stay We're going to get you Nike. <laughs> I'm just just kidding, Nike. If you want to drop the bag and some shoes do. in that bag, Please too. Do. Please do. We're here for it. But without further ado, this is this week's at-large bid. Enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Peace. Well, this is the first at-large bid we did since um, Live at Braxton Brewery. What was that? That was our, our show we did last week, Ryan. Oh, sick, man. How would it go? <laughs> you were there. I was? Yeah. Sick, dude. Sounds fun. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who came out. For sure. I mean, it was... We worked so hard to get that together. Exceeded expectations, too. And then some, man. Yeah. Like, Shout out to Braxton's, too. They were great. Shout, Shout out to Braxton. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to... KJ. KJ. They were great. Yeah. I mean, they were awesome. Like, I know Brad really well, obviously. Yeah. But, like, Kevin, that was literally the first time I met him. I know. Just came right in, too. And we ended up hanging out with him throughout the night and just talking. And Yeah. It was an amazing night. Yeah. Fortunately, Taylor's not here, but... Um, yeah. He was awesome. He was great. I think... I mean, it was just... A lot of good feedback, too. So many people came. I know. You know, it was like, it was nice. we just got to do it bigger next year, too. Yeah, I finally got to meet your family. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, I got to say what's up to yours. Yeah, Everybody got to meet your mom. Is, yeah. Got to meet your sister. Yeah, man. That was awesome. Oh, yeah, you didn't get to meet the other one, did you? Yeah, I did. You met Christian? Uh-huh. And the baby? Yeah, we talked for a second. Yeah. 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 Those so, homies. yeah, it was awesome, man. It was a great time. Thank Again, thanks to everyone that came out. It was an unbelievable experience for us. Oh, we were, shout out to Hedgehog, too. For sure, hedgehog signs. Yeah, the best part of the night. I was telling, I was talking about this the other night with some people. <clears throat> so after we say bye, we go do our own thing. I'm coming home, and I get a text from you. And it says, "Can you believe we pulled that shit off?" Yeah, man. And that was my like, oh my god, we pulled that shit off. Really? Yeah, it was crazy, man. Like I just kind of decompressed a little bit, and I was like, damn. There was a moment there where I kind of was like, when I wasn't talking, I just looked out and I was like. Mm-hmm. This I'm kind of really mad at cool. myself because I really wanted to take like a snap of our view because we had nothing from our yeah, view. Yeah, we didn't. You're right. And yeah, I would have loved to have that. But, but we, we know what to do for next time. I yeah. know the uh, the Shot Callers crew is going to be doing one, so we're putting the plans together for that. Can't wait for that, too. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Um, So we won't spend too much time on the first weekend because I know it's kind of been picked apart and everything. Right. Um, Overall, you know, it's kind of been a very chalky NCAA tournament mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen some of the, some of the expecteds. Like right. I don't know, a Mick Cronin team losing in the, in the first weekend. Yeah, shocking. Saw that. No way, <laughs> Mick Cronin. And then we saw some unexpecteds, like 
I don't know, Auburn just beating the shit out of Kansas. Dude, I called it, though. Fletcher McGee going 0 of 12. That was sad. That was terrible, man. I felt so yeah. bad for him. And then freaking um, Villanova. Yeah. Dear God, they were terrible. Oh, yeah. They had 29 points in the first half. They're fakers. Yeah. This is not the typical Villanova year. No. Um, Which is still crazy because I can go back to, I think, our very first show when we were previewing everything. And mm -hmm. that is when Villanova had whooped North Carolina's ass in that scrimmage. Mm -hmm. Like, whooped their ass from everything I heard. Yeah. Just weird. And obviously, they're, they're, you know, they're a college basketball powerhouse now. Yeah. I saw a stat the other day. It was kind of crazy. Anytime Jay Wright has made it to the Sweet 16, he's won the national title. Hmm. So, like, twice? Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. It's pretty cool, man. It means, like, if he gets to the second round, second weekend, you're you're screwed. Yep, just buy one shot. <laughs> Even sometimes. <laughs> and one shot. Oh, man. So, um, what do you want to do? Do we start with the, the Mick, Cronin, Mick Cronin debacle? Do we start with... Fletcher. Is it even a debacle at this point? No, it's not. <laughs> Honestly, man. It's like an expectation so, instead of debacle. So the, no disrespect to our buddy Kevin Johnson when we when we go into here. But yeah. Mick Kern has become the Marvin Lewis of college basketball. Well, I kind of got the vibe that, that KJ was like on the same page as everybody else. Yeah, it seems like he, he kind of – like, I mean, some, you have to be realistic. You do. At some point, it's like, what's going on? But, but at this point now, I mean – this isn't just this year we're going into this. Right. So he's been at Cincinnati now for over a decade. Yeah. He is on pace to be the winningest regular season coach in Cincinnati history over guys like Huggins, who are phenomenal at UC. Yeah. But when it comes to this scenario, and I know a lot of people will be like, that's just Cincinnati sports. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, shut up. Yeah, it's the worst. But there's something about, I think we're at the point where this is a mental thing. Now they were, you know, they Iowa was probably a bad matchup for them, but I thought they should have beat Iowa. Absolutely. And last year, you know, they were up twenty-two on Nevada and they blew the lead. Mm -hmm. um, they've played in, like we said, the last time they were in the Sweet Sixteen, they lost immediately in the in that in, that, in the Sweet Sixteen game. Mm -hmm. They've had NBA players come through the program, so it's not like they haven't had a knack of talent. Last they've year, had they had hell of teams. Yeah. I mean, really, they've had really good teams. Last I feel year, like. they had two NBA players. I feel comfortable saying they have. Been really, really good, good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, is that brand of basketball just not it? I don't think it is, man. It's that you know, Mick Cronin builds a team that's defense to offense, right? And there's nothing wrong with that, right? But you have to at least have someone that can be a threat on offense. He has Jaron this year, right? And Jaron was awesome this year, mm -hmm. but when Jaron wasn't hitting, they were in trouble. Oh, yeah. And there were stretches in this game where Jaron was kind of. You know, Iowa game plan for him, as they should. And he's probably exhausted. He was, yeah. You know, and, you know, and I, I, I've i been on here, and I've been open that I really like Justin Jennifer's game. Mm -hmm. And, like, dude, Nasir Brooks was awesome in that game. Yeah. The first stretch of the game, they just kept feeding it Brooks in the paint. I was like, okay, UC's going to run through Iowa, and they're going to play Tennessee. Yep. And I get Iowa's hitting shots, but dear God, man, it looks like when they get in these situations where they get challenged. Yeah. They don't know what to do. They crumble. It's it's insane. Almost like uh, when another team loses a, a really good player. Maybe Duke. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, so the reason I wanted to kind of start this conversation with Mick Cronin 
was there was an article I saw today that said, with all the recent coaching changes, with Alabama getting a coach from Buffalo, with UNLV getting their guy, which, by the way, I'm happy with all this because it means John Brandon's still at NKU. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, he promised he's staying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope he does, at least for another year. Yeah, for sure. Um, But – I wouldn't be shocked if he left by any means, obviously. Not at all. Because he's done a great job there. But Mick has gotten to the point where he not only doesn't know how to lose, he's run out of excuses. Right. So this, the article I read today was talking about how if UC does not, University of Cincinnati does not lock up Mick Cronin, they're going to be the losers. And I'm like... They already are the losers. Right. <laughs> They've been two seats. Yeah. They've been three seats. Like, great. You win in the regular season, dude. Right. You win your conference... Your conference is very meh. Yeah. Next year, your conference is going to be pretty decent. Yeah. Um, you know, Memphis is going to be good. UConn's starting to be good again. They're going to be a middle tier team. Houston's going to be really good. Yeah. You got one more year with Jaron Cumberland, who's been your most prolific scorer since Sean Kilpatrick. Yeah. This is it. This is this is your shot. But they're not going to win their conference next year. No, they. I don't think they, <laughs> they will. They might not make the tournament next year. I still think they'll make the tournament because they'll have some guys coming back, and they have a, a Samari Curtis coming in who's pretty good. But this battle – so this was supposed to be the, re, the rebuild year for UC, and they were really good this year for, mm-hmm. for a big stretch. I mean, you, they won a lot of games. But it goes back to if they had been rough this year where they had kind of been up and down, they made the tournament, they lost the first round, you could have been like, okay, sure. Right. But they won so many games. They had lofty expectations. Handedly. Yeah. I mean, after they beat Xavier in the Crosstown by 15. Yeah. I mean, I came on here and I was like, I think UC has a run to make it. They have what it takes to make a 6-16 run. Mm-hmm. And, of course, then all my friends that are UC fans go, don't you know who our coach is? And I'm like, no, guys, Mick's going to figure it out this year. And the other thing about Mick that's just really frustrating, man, and, like, I've interviewed Mick. I've talked to Mick. I don't have an issue with Mick person to person. Right. Um, but – his bitching and whining and excuses. It gets old. It's so old, it man. Gets old. Like when Chris would lose, and again, this isn't to compare the programs. Right. When Chris would lose at Xavier and they would have a disappointing game, he'd be like, "Look, they outplayed us. Mm-hmm. We didn't make shots. We couldn't stay out of foul trouble. It was what the team did. I didn't coach well enough. Be a leader. Right. Be a leader. With Mick, it's like, well, you know, I mean, if we got a few things go our way, and right. you know, it's like. Woe is me. Who gives a fuck? Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're you're a grown man coaching grown men. You're nurturing men, too. So own up. Yeah. Take responsibility. That was your game to win. You know, I, I'm a big critic of Cal, but that's one thing that I will always say is that he, blame, he, he puts blame on himself and the team. He does. Puts responsibility on them, and I appreciate that. Yeah. When you shoot 6 of 27 from 3, I mean – yeah, that's not the referees. That's not Iowa getting some calls their you way. Can't shoot. No, your team's bad. When you give up forty-eight second-half teams and you're a defensive team, yeah, something in that up. I mean, there is. I will say, I know that from the outside looking in, these are, there are people that aren't around here. The job at the University of Cincinnati, to some people, might just be like an okay job. But really, it's, it's a, a great time. job. Go to a game and tell me it's not a great Yeah, Fifth Third Arena is outstanding. I was yeah. there multiple times this year. Go walk the campus. Campus has become so much. It's beautiful. They put so much into it. Yeah. You know, our our local Major League Soccer team plays out on their campus. And sell out. Yeah. <laughs> and the atmosphere is great now at Fifth Third. Yeah. Um, there's so many great players that have come through there. The Kenyon Martins, the Oscar Robertsons, the Melvin Levitts, the Sean Kilpatricks. And 
there is so little to show for it. Right. I didn't even mention Nick Van Exel there. And how great was he at UC? Right. How great was Danny Fortson at Cincinnati? Right. And so we've gotten to the point now where I can't ever believe in them. And it's I don't want to feel that way. It's really hard to. You know, I want to believe in Cincinnati. I want – I'm not that Xavier guy that hates UC. No. I don't like them one game a year. But right. the rest of the year, if they go and win their conference and they kick ass, I'm all in. Right. But – What's better than one good team? Two good teams. Yeah. And that, now three good teams with Northern right across the river. Exactly. That year that Xavier was a one seed and UC was a two seed was awesome. Yeah. And I just can't buy it anymore, man. Right. I'm done. I think I know what their problem is. They need to go back to Jordan. Yeah. This Under Armour <laughs> shit needs to end. Yeah. Cursed. Yeah. Ever since, man. Ever yeah. since. Well, that one year, the year that Andy Kennedy. Yeah. You remember, like, it was like, they went to the NIT that year, but he was a really good coach for them. Weren't they Adidas for a little bit, too? They were. Ugh. Yeah. It was right when Hug left. Yeah. Because Hug and Jordan were tight. Mm-hmm. That they went to Adidas. Shortly I don't after. think there's a better silhouette than that UC Jordan. No. Ever. No. So the D- And that's that's coming from a North Carolina guy, the Argyle guy. The shorts with like the, the like the black yeah, shorts with the red dude. and white stripes on the side. They had so much swag. Oh my Wearing God. two different color shoes and everything like that. Yeah. Like that was just that was nasty. Roommate Patterson. They made Team Jordan school. Yeah, they did. Which was sick. And I remember because um they played the uh, they played they were like Melvin came out he played in the Cherry Twelves and mm-hmm. I was like oh yeah dunking on everybody dude it was awesome they beat Duke that year in Alaska yeah man it was great great times so kind of talking about some other games because I can go in on how much frustrating you see is forever right um Tennessee speaking of Iowa mm-hmm. I mean Iowa was like one of the most fun teams in the first first weekend yeah you know Tennessee's up twenty five on them at halftime. Tennessee's, I think I like Tennessee. But Iowa comes back and ties the game and takes it to overtime. Admiral Schofield takes himself out of the game for Tennessee. He's got four fouls and he goes, No coach, I can't I can't play. Right. It's like, what? Do you, do you know what do you, do you know what this is? You get five of them. Do you know what this is? Yeah. <laughs> and like, cool, you have confidence in your teammates, but you're the second best player on the team. Right. You're the team captain. Right. And like we go as far as you go, almost. Yeah. And they win, but it was scary. Yeah. I'm nervous about them. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I am. Well, I like them. I did too, but I go back to the SEC championship against Auburn when they just looked like they didn't want to be on the court. Yeah. They but, only beat Kentucky in the SEC semifinals because Kentucky quit playing defense. Right. And they had open threes for like the last three minutes. But does Tennessee need that game as bad as Auburn did? Probably not, no. And, I mean, that, I'm, it's – But they, you, they should never, you should never get beat by 20 in your conference championship. I mean, they got punched in the mouth, though. And they did not know how to punch back. And, again, Rick Barnes. Yeah. Tournament Rick Barnes is, right. uh, <laughs> is something. Yeah. Yeah, I got them uh... – I got them getting to my final four. Yeah, I, I did too, but I'm I'm nervous about that. Yeah, I think it for good reason. Yeah, um, I know you want to talk about the Duke game. I do too, but we'll get there. Uh, I want to talk about Ja. Man, that, I wanted him to go so much farther. I did too. He's so fun though. He is. I mean, the first round game against Marquette. Yeah, I was all in for John Morant, Marcus Howard. Oh, Anyone yeah. that would talk to me, I was like, that's the matchup you want to watch, and. 
exceeded expectations as well. Marcus was really good, but Ja was just on another level. Had the first tournament triple-double since Draymond Green. Yeah, he is a man who is so determined, and I love it. He is. You know? I love his grit. I do, too. I mean, he has that. He has that. I think the comparison of, like, a Russell Westbrook mentality mm-hmm. is perfect. I made the comparison of 48 Minutes this week that he could very well be a 100% healthy and prime Derrick Rose number two. Yeah. And I'm not shying away from that. But, man, there's just some things. So even, you know, they got beat pretty bad by Florida State. Yeah. It's about 28 points that night. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he there's that. back down. No. There's that end of the tournament we're really starting to see more of this year. Mm-hmm. Where the teams that are losing just what it does to them. Oh yeah. The Iowa Tennessee game we saw at the end. Debilitating. Um, yeah, and him, man, like just crying at the end of the game, yeah. just on the bench. Did like, you see that clip of him after the game when too? When he took his shoes yes, to the kid. Yes, man, that's incredible. That was really cool. Well, did you see the tweet he had too? He went in yeah. on uh, like the girl winning the dunk contest. Like he's just a high character guy. Yeah, he's um. He's really doing a really good job of really showing franchises like you can count on me. Yeah, and I don't think you'll regret that either. I don't either. Not one bit. Yeah, I you know he's always had something to prove too. Yeah, he has. I I hate to see him lose, but I do think that Florida State team is pretty damn good. They're real deal. They're fast. They're athletic. I've been they're sleeping long. on them. Yeah, and I shouldn't have, but they're real deal. They are really good. Yeah. So they're gonna be playing Gonzaga. Hopefully they beat them. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So Kentucky, Wofford, Fletcher McGee goes 0 of 12 from 3. The What a blessing for UK fans. You guys have no idea. That doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Without without your best player. Right. Who has his foot in a cast. Right. But have you ever heard of anyone having to have a cast for four days? He even had a hard cast, too, at one point. A hard cast. Wild. For four days. Just precautionary. Precautionary. Smart. Yeah. Nothing can happen with a hard cast, so that's great. Sure. I'm all for it. And then he's walking. It's like doing the crip walk down the hallway. Like, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. Um, I uh, yeah. talk about teams that shot horribly from three. Oh, man. I mean, Tyler Hero bailed them out for, at a point in the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, you know, they have scored 62 points in that game. They literally hit three threes as a team. They yeah. were three of 13. Um, they're getting big minutes from Jamal Baker. Yeah. Do you? All the times we've talked about Kentucky on this podcast this year. How many times have we mentioned the name Jamal Baker? I mean, you know, probably not too many. I'm going to say all. never. <laughs> if at all. Yeah. I'm going to say highly unlikely his name came up. I mean, when you look at the stat line, this game was actually really close. Yeah. I mean, Wofford kind of was Kicking ass for a while. Yeah. Even without McGee, which this is the thing I laugh at. Everyone's like, you know, Fletcher, Fletcher, Fletcher. I'm like, you know, he's awesome, obviously. Right. Nathan Hoover was super hot that game, and they're like, we're not going to give him the ball. Right. Nah. You know, go to, go to Fletcher. He's only 0 for 12. So. Yeah, Nathan Hoover's 4 for 5 from 3. If, did Hagens guard him? Yeah. Fletcher? He guard um, Fletcher? Actually, they put Tyler Hero on him. Okay. So they put Hagens on Hoover. And Hoover was getting the buckets. Yeah. I guess probably the size Yeah, Hero had to. That in the way that it was put that I read was Hero was like, okay, that's me. Yeah. I'm guarding me. Right. Yeah. Well, Hero's a big-time player, too. So. He is. You give him something, some kind of challenge, and he's going to want to, he's going to want to, 
destroy that challenge. So he is, and I'm happy that they're in the Sweet Sixteen. Kentucky, uh, I am honestly yeah, for sure. You know, I don't. They deserve s- it. Yeah, they were. I mean, they've been pretty consistent all year. Yeah, they've had a couple rough games, obviously. Yeah. At Tennessee, I'm not going to discredit the Duke game anymore. No. Um, the LSU game was a rough game where yeah, it was a bad call at the end, but you still you still could have won the game. You learn from that and then win the next game. So exactly, and they did. Yeah. Um, that Houston game is going to be a tough matchup for them. It I know is. We're, I know we're going to talk about all the Sweet 16 games later on the show. Right. But that's a matchup I'm actually looking forward to. Mm-hmm. This goes back to what we've talked about all year. These teams like Houston that can just score, 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 score. They have good guards. Right. Going against this Kentucky team that their job is to defend, 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 defend. And they will. They're still a bad perimeter defensive team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really feel good about them in yeah. this situation. I really, really feel good about their Elite Eight chances. Yeah. By the way, North Carolina was... Unreal. Super good Sunday. Unreal. Super good. Unreal. <laughs> Loved it. I, wa- I was, Somebody had asked me about Washington, and I told them confidently that I was not worried about Washington. No, you have you have Matisse. Yeah. I was more worried about the opening game than I was Washington. And that's because, you know, opening games, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, they didn't look too great in the first first half, but yeah. they're they're playing phenomenal right now. Yeah, they've been a lot of fun. Um, and then, of course, we have this the Virginia scare again. Yeah. Could this happen two years in a row? I was praying it would. And they were down, like, 14 at one point, and I'm going, there's no way this can happen again. There's what, just what, no What way. happens if that actually goes through? Like what? Tony Bennett's the coach at UCLA. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, what? But they turned it around. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Guy was really good this weekend. Ty Jerome. DeAndre Hunter. Typical guys. Yeah. Typical. Typical Virginia. Yeah. All right. We got to talk about it. We got to talk about it just a little bit. So, the Duke Central Florida game. Okay. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. The call there, the Zion drawing the foul on Taco Fall. The offensive foul before he got the Taco Fall. That's fine. Yeah. Why are we not criticizing. On the other end, that shot clock violation, that should have been. Yeah. I mean, for sure. UCF lost the game. They that, did. That missed oop. They missed oop. Duke comes down, hits a three, turns the whole game around. They make that dunk, game over. I agree. I think Game over. We don't even get to any of that bullshit. They had the game in hand. Right. I shouldn't say in hand because it was close. But I think that, that dunk puts them up six at that point, though. Man, you know. They were just so freaking competitive in the game. Mm-hmm. I think what makes Taco Fall fun is it's not just a seven six guy. Like he's a talented basketball player. He makes Zion look small. Those pictures of those two side that by side look real. Right now, doesn't it, even look real. It was like, can you like put those guys closer together? Right. And, yeah. You know, and he he said he's like he's not going to dunk on me. Right. And he did not let him dunk on him by any means. Mm-hmm. No, he did yeah. not let that happen. You know. I hate to be a, a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but some of these calls for Zion are an anticipated call, and I hate that. I really, really don't like that. And I know he's a physical player, and you know he he's going to draw a lot of, but he he causes a lot of the contact, and you have to call that against him. That's I mean, yes, you're playing a more you're a more of a physical specimen, but don't anticipate the calls. 
You know, I, I, I hate to sound like that guy, but I go back to the North Carolina game. Garrison Brooks had two calls called on him that were anticipated, and he ended up fouling out, and that's why they won the game. You literally look at – I think Carolina that game was the blueprint on how to beat them. You let Zion do what he's going to do, sure. But if you have somebody in the middle like a Taco Fall or, you know, a big guy who can defend, that's how you beat Duke. When there's about a minute to go, Javin DeLuria misses those two free throws. I go, oh, my God, this can't be happening. Right. I don't want Duke to lose. I'm going to be honest. I know, like, I know, I understand as a North Carolina fan how you feel. I get that. And it's outside of there, though. It's definitely outside of just me being a North Carolina fan. But but I want to see them. If they're going to lose, I want them to lose in the Final Four. I want them to lose in the National Championship. Yeah. I don't want them to lose in the round of 32. I think we need, I mean, you know, is that fun when you're seeing, like, Central Florida play Michigan State in the Elite Eight? That's not fun. But Would I, they have earned it? No yeah, doubt about it. Right. No doubt about it. Right. I mean, you see, if Duke doesn't come out of that division, like whoever wins that side of the bracket's not going to win the whole thing. If it's not Duke. I Yeah, I think. Wholeheartedly. I'm trying to think on that side who the best pass for to win if it's not Duke. Michigan State will probably be my second pick to win the, win the, win the championship out of that side. Yeah. But is that something you want to watch? I mean, I know you love Cassius, but. I don't know, man. I just I just want a fun tournament. Yeah. And I don't know. I guess I'm just to the point now, and this is probably a hot take, but I don't think Duke's that good. I don't either. I, I really, really don't. don't. I think they are three guys. Yeah. And three after, really good guys. Yeah, they're awesome. But I mean Zion is fantastic. He is everything we say he is. Yeah. I mean we talked about off air. He does what he's supposed to do as a physical specimen who nobody matches him. Now I really would love to see another with how Nas is playing right now, which, I mean, even then, he's not as physical as him, but I would love to see that matchup again. I was heartbroken for Aubrey Dawkins. Yeah. You know, I know his dad, Christian Dawkins, is one of the biggest names in Duke ever. There's a lot of people that still that say that when Coach K's time comes up, Johnny Dawkins will be the coach of Duke. Mm-hmm. Very possible, but I think, I think Coach K is going to coach – for like eternal. I don't think he dies. Yeah. I think he just coaches forever. He's just going to stay in his rat hole. Yeah. Cool. And <laughs> um, this kind of goes back to that seeing the other end of the tournament stuff. Yeah. So at the end of the game, you know, Aubrey Dawkins misses the tip in and it is just soul crushing for him. Oh, dude. He had 32 points a game. He was he did everything he possibly could have until that last minute. Both of those shots at the end of the game. Crush How do man. you miss both of those? Like I don't know. Like because so like crazy. one like one. this wasn't meant to be at that point. Right. It was yeah. And you know, coach, you see, Coach K. Like we've heard Coach K talk about his disciples quite a bit. Right. I'm really happy for Jeff. Mike Bray's doing a great job. That one where he's like literally emotional. Like right. I hate this for Johnny. I love Johnny. Mm-hmm. You know, that team was awesome. They were great. They gave us all everything. And you see the clip where Johnny talks to his team at the end. Oh, man. And it is like the other end of the tournament, man. Yep. It's just tough. It is. Kind of like the McDonald interview. Yeah. That was about his jersey and everything. You know, that was yeah. just beautiful. That was one. So I had a, like a – I put a thing out. I saw, you know, Drew, Drew McDonald put that thing out on Twitter. Yeah. About like it being his, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome, and 
It's going to be so weird not covering Drew anymore. Yeah. Because it's all I've known since I've covered college basketball. Right. So, but we'll probably get him on here. I'm sure we can probably make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll definitely miss covering Drew. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, man, like, you just – this part's not talked about enough. Right. And I think we've seen – I mean, we've definitely seen clips of the past few years. You and I have talked quite a bit about Deer and Fox and Malik Monk when – North Carolina beat Kentucky to Luke May shot, and oh, they're just man. bawling in the locker room. But that's room. what college—that's what college basketball is about. That's why you go. I mean, obviously, you don't want to feel that, but I think you get that brotherhood—no pun intended—since we're talking about Duke. But you know, you get those those lifelong friends there. Yeah, and it's just—it's a beautiful bond, and I love seeing some of these coaches lose humbly as well. I do too. It's very—I it, mean, there's a lot that you can learn out of that. Yeah. It's. Um, I think that's why you have to pay attention to the tournament. This is what it's all about. There's man. a lot of life lessons and everything, and I mean, not to be too, not to be on unknown podcast. Yeah, you know, <laughs> check <laughs> but, it out, Spotify, yeah. <laughs> the unknown pod, starring Ryan Lester. Hey, yeah, but uh, I mean, there's a there there really is. There's a lot of life lessons from this. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, um, I I think Aubrey Dawkins, if I remember correctly, has one more year of eligibility. Let me double-check that just to make sure before we move on. Because if I get another year of watching him play college basketball... Right. Yeah, he's a junior. No, he's a senior. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm sorry. Eligibility junior in the classroom senior. So we get one more year of him. Okay. I forgot he transferred there from Michigan when Johnny got the job. Mm-hmm. Michigan almost said Aubrey Dawkins to go with this team. Oh, my God. Boy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. <laughs> That's scary. That is scary. Yeah. I loved um I loved Barkley's Auburnness. Oh, oh my man. god, it was awesome. That was incredible. Yeah. He's something too. So I thought that this pod this week, Ryan, would be really easy. I thought we would just talk about the first weekend. Yep. And then we would give our previews to the Sweet Sixteen to Elite Eight. And just dip Obviously, out. you know, I yeah, I knew there would be some hirings and firings and transfers coming around. Right. But little did we know <laughs> that celebrity lawyer Michael Avenatti oh. Gosh. Was going to be, how do we put this? A total douchebag. Just an asshole. So, Monday morning, he comes out. Let me find the tweets real quick. Because I, I got to say this verbatim. <laughs> because it was just awesome. So Most bizarre thing ever, too. Yes. Okay. So, here it is from Monday. He goes, tomorrow at 11 a.m., we will be holding a press conference to disclose a major high school college basketball scandal perpetrated by Nike. Tags Nike in it. Yeah. That we have uncovered. <laughs> this criminal conduct reaches the highest level of Nike and involves some of the biggest names in college basketball. And we're like, oh? A word? <laughs> oh, like, word? And then like an hour later, it's like, Michael Avenatti has been, fought, <laughs> been arrested for trying to extort Nike. <laughs> Got that ass, boy. <laughs> it's like, oh. Huh. And then later, I guess he pays his bail. I was going to say, man, he got out quick. Yeah, and he starts... Came back with that smoke. He starts tweeting more. You bitches thought. I'm back. (laughs) Same day. He was dropping names. He's like, I want to thank all my supporters for your kind words. It means a lot to me. (laughs) First of all, hold on. Let me cut you off. Who the fuck is supporting him? (laughs) Right. Who? Right. Who? So then, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, which I'm sure you do, he said, so Nike comes out and says, like, okay, we're aware of, like, all this stuff that's supposed to come out. And he, like, threatened his fame to extort them. Like, if you don't comply, like, I'm going to, like, bring this public. Like, you're, Sweet, dude. you're famous because your client, who fired you, mind you, 
was trying to extort the president of the United States. Right. Not really extort because she, I, I believe her claims. Yeah. But you know, that's yeah. neither here nor there. That's not. This isn't the show for that. <laughs> so, he starts like kind of. He tweets, ask DeAndre Ayton about Nike and the cash payments to his mother and others. Like, cool. We know. Thank you. There's never been a secret that DeAndre Ayton got money. Right. Dude. Like, come on. This man. has been going on for two years. Yeah. He's like, Why do you think Sean Miller's sweating so much, right? bro? He's like, Nike's attempt at diversion and cover-up will fail miserably once prosecutors realize they have pl- been played by Nike and their lawyers. This reaches the highest levels of Nike. Hey, man. Yeah. Did you know that sometimes colleges pay players to play at their schools? Right. What? Wow. No way. You don't think they already have a contract ready? What? Come on. No. You don't think Zion no. signed a fat contract no and then he goes bull bull and his handlers also re- receives large sums from nike first of all handlers come handlers. on dog. handlers come on man what's he in handlers. a zoo right come on man if minute was here would you say handlers no no you wouldn't you don't want that smoke you'd be scared as hell i would be too yes as would i <laughs> and then he continues to be like the corruption was rampant when merle code and his inc- like oh, again merle code's back oh yeah yeah mr murders merle yeah. code yeah it's like, and he's, oh my God, and he's like, apprentice. He's trying so hard. One, when he brought up Adidas in his tweet, he tweeted it as Adidas, A-D-I-D-D-A-S. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. If Nike was cooperating with the government for over a year relating to this scandal, they weren't. This is in parentheses. This is a lie. Where are the disclosures in their SEC filings? There are none. Wait until the SEC begins their investigation and starts asking why Nike hid this from investors. Okay. Let's go through this real quick. Ryan. Some of the biggest brands in college basketball. Kentucky. Duke. North Carolina. LSU. Right now, one of the biggest, most popular teams. Yeah. Tennessee. What, what do all these schools have in common? A swoosh. And... They're all SEC schools. Right. Well, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. No, that's verbit. You know, you, you catch what I'm saying. Here. Right. But like three of those five schools I just named are huge SEC schools. Right. And they're also top three season in the NCAA tournament. Right. I'm not saying that there isn't something going on because there obviously is. There has to be. Yeah. Like. Who gives? Just who cares? don't attack with bad like old news. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like me coming in here and be like, yeah, Nike's gonna get it for what they did to Chris Webber and the Fab Five. <laughs> In 93? Yeah. yeah. Watch yeah. me. Yeah. Try me. I got this. I'm about to tweet everything. Yeah. You're scared? I'm ter- I'm actually, yeah, I peed myself right now. I know. Jeez. So. Goodness. I think we're at the point, and Mark Titus said this a couple weeks ago, and I'm really kind of agree with it. I honestly am at the point where I don't think anything's ever going to come from this. It can't. I know Merle Code and Christian Dawkins and those guys went to jail, you know, but like, and you know, you guys basically ruined Brian Bowen's life. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, it, it would be, it would go on forever. If this is true about Sean Miller, why is he not arrested? Yeah. If this is true about Will Wade, why is he not arrested? Yeah. You know? And then, like, what's the situation from NC State? It's like, yeah, we already knew. Yeah. Like, we knew when Dennis Smith Jr. walked on campus, I was like, oh. Sick. Yeah. Cool. Right. Great. Thanks. Awesome. Yeah. So, I guess this Nike, the Nike portion of the trial is coming up in April, if I remember correctly. I, I, probably. 
So many trials. Sure. Yeah. Are we going to get another, like, re- Mitchell report? <laughs> yes. Do you remember that in baseball? Oh, All yeah. these guys use steroids. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Oh, Barry Bonds. Would have never guessed that. Right. He Thanks. only gained, like, 60 pounds. Right. He went from being a base runner to a, a home run hitter. He went up four hat sizes? Yeah. Interesting. Dude, he did have a huge noggin. <laughs> yeah. It's like eight and three fours. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, that's a huge hat. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I have a huge head, and it took. I wear a seven and three eighths. <laughs> oh man! So I did say earlier, um, you know, we've had some hiring, some firing, some moving arounds, um, and it's been a little nuts. There's been there's been rumors. There's been everything going on. Um, let's kind of. I'll kind of touch on a few of these real quick, just so we can get them out of the way. Yeah. Uh, first off, talk about the Alabama Crimson Tide making some noise. Really, actually, love that they got Nate Oates from Buffalo. Yeah, I think Nate Oates did an outstanding job. At Buffalo, obviously, they were put them on the map. Yeah, really. Last year, they won a couple games. Um, by far, the class of the MAC. Yep. So he's gonna have a good opportunity to go to a big time SEC school and see if he can recreate that magic. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. I th- yeah, I think he's a good coach. So I I really look forward to seeing what Nate can do there. Um, and most importantly. It's not John Brandon. Yep. And then on the UNLV side, also a team that's been waiting for a big-time coach. Rick Pitino. Why is it not oh, Rick Pitino? Dang it. Dang Why is it. Rick not in in freaking Las Vegas right now? I'm happy and sleazy, greasy. Yeah. So they bring in TJ Otzelberger. Okay. <laughs> Who? Yeah. Where is he from? I don't know. Cool. Um, oh, he's from yeah. He was the assistant at Oklahoma. Oh, That's okay. right. Yeah, he's like the lead assistant there. Okay, so we can put some respect on his name. Yeah. Um. I will say, you know, you and I obviously we're on the same age. Right. We really grew up with college basketball right after UNLV was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the Stacy Ogman, Larry Johnson, yeah. uh, Greg Anthony teams. I would like to see them be a program, they like a, a big name again. Right. Obviously, they got a little, you know, just a little bit of violations. Watch it. Michael Avenatti's coming for you, UNLV. He's going to have a press conference at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Maybe do it at p.m. Maybe do it at p.m. Who knows? Yeah. I know. I can tell you that if there was a 11 p.m. press conference, every media member would be pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Every single one of us. <laughs> yeah. But that sounds like a dick move that he would do anyways. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. Yeah, so, and then Tim Miles gets fired from Nebraska. And Tim Miles, I kind of feel bad for because he's not even out the door yet. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're apparently negotiating with Fred Hoiberg. And it's like, we're going to tell Tim? I mean, you got to have your bench ready, you know? <laughs> Next man up. Okay. <laughs> There's like build the bench interviews where you interview people as, oh, yeah. and you're like put them there like, well, there, if this job comes open, that's just the so guy. You know, there's a potential opening. Uh, we'd love to stay in contact with you. Um, and, and once that position is open, we would definitely enjoy to get in contact with you again. And then Tim Miles is like, wait, hold on. Who's the guy you interviewed? Do you think he feels it? Fred Hoiberg, the old NBA coach. <laughs> oh, I'm out. Yeah. All right. I'm out. <laughs> Should I just pack now? <laughs> right. Can you guys do that for me? Do I get a severance package or I'm sure he's I mean he's gonna get paid out in that contract for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So Nebraska, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. They're still waiting 
to be good at basketball? Uh, will they ever? Um, their all-time NCAA tournament record, as far as like how many games there. This is when they've been in the tournament. This is their record: zero and seven. Mm. Seven first-round exits. You have to be consistent at something. They are the Cincinnati Bengals of college basketball. Yeah. Mick Cronin's Marvin Lewis. They're the Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. You know, why isn't Mick Cronin the coach in Nebraska? I feel like that's perfect for him. Yeah, that would be that'd he, be his. He him. can bitch and no one cares. Right. And That'd be hilarious, dude. <laughs> he goes somewhere like Nebraska. And it's yeah. just like, we deserve to be on every single <laughs> – <laughs> Primetime game. I was like, shut up. So, UCLA's still open. Yeah. Who do you think's getting it? I'm, I don't know, man. I still think it's the must bus, but that, like, the the wheels have fallen off the must bus. <laughs> it's not going to be, like, an, like, a top-tier assistant somewhere, so. Yeah. I know Kenny Payne from Kentucky has been mentioned for a couple jobs. He's been Cal's lead assistant. Yeah. But he's not going to, I mean, they're not going to give UCLA right. to him. You yeah, can't sell your program on that. No. You're going to need a splash. You're going to need an Eric Musselman. You're going to need a Rick Pitino. You're going to need – did you see that stuff where like, people were like, Calipari could take the UCLA job? And he's like, I'm not doing that. Would no. so stupid. It'd be so dumb. Yeah. He's the governor of Kentucky. He's I don't all... think people get this. He's only leaving for the NBA. Yeah, and that's probably like the Lakers, the Celtics. Yeah. You know, a major – Maybe not. He did his time in Brooklyn, in New Jersey, so he yeah. probably won't go to New York. But nah. Phil, I don't know, man. Phil Jackson, right? <laughs> <laughs> the triangle's coming back, baby. Oh my god, the triangle in college basketball would be miserable. Be so cool. Let's do it, <laughs> Kobe. Come on, Kobe Bryant. They're like, we could hire Kobe Bryant to be our coach. He's like, yeah, but you guys are not our school. <laughs> yeah. No. And then uh, Cal Berkeley. Did you see – so Jason Kidd was on the jump uh, yesterday. Oh, pleading to be a, the Lakers' next coach? Not only that. So like that makes they, me want to puke. They basically were like, you know, um, that Cal Berkeley job is basically they're waiting for you. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, oh God. I can't hate him for wanting that job. Yeah. You know, I just can't. Talking about Lakers? Mm-hmm. Well, duh. Right. But No. Yeah, we've we've talked about this in all of our shows this week. Yeah, it's a it's a mess. Yeah, I don't know. Mark Jackson, everybody <laughs> who can't get a job in the NBA, just throw them at UCLA. Yeah, <laughs> I really think Luke Walton's gonna get fired and become UCLA's coach. That's possible. Lavar Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's allowed back on campus. I don't. He. <laughs> this is a big ball school. <laughs> Never lost. Undefeated. Never brush my teeth. His teeth are gross. I mean, I'm literally trying to think, man. Like, Steve Lavin's done coaching. Yeah. Mark Offred. Would Kelvin Sampson leave Houston to go to UCLA? No. That team's awesome now. Yeah. He's got nothing to gain there. No. This is... um... Okay, so I will say that UCLA... UCLA is basically Notre Dame football basketball, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they have these great decades where they were awesome and they were winning all the time. They, they have were always put on this traditional. Right. Thing. They had the most Naismith Award winners. They had the most national championships. Kareem Abdul Jabbar went there. Bill Walton went there. Reggie Miller. They were great in the 1900s. Right. But I don't think UCLA can be sold to kids that are 18, 19 years old the way it was when you and I were growing up. Right. 
you know, we saw UCLA win a national championship when we were younger, mm-hmm. and they haven't really done anything since. They've been boring. Yeah, the most interesting thing that's come out of UCLA has been Ed O'Banion ruining college sports video games for everybody. Yeah. You hear that, Ed? Thanks. Jerk. Yeah. What a jerk. If you excuse me, I'm going to go back on eBay to find my March Madness 2010 copy on PS3. Yeah, Because that's the best I can do now. Jerk. 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 I missed that game. I did too. But it's amazing that nothing has gone further with this. Oh my god, what if McCrona goes to UCLA? That'd be exciting. <laughs> Is it Under Armour School? He's already yeah. in Under Armour School, See, so he has like, that part. Contract, you know. Can probably transfer over. Yeah. No, what he'll probably do is what he did with UNLV. He'll fly out to the interview, say he takes the job, lands, and be like, I'm just kidding. Yeah, psych. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think they want to interview him. I was trying to think, like, Billy Donovan, if he left the Thunder. But why would he do but that? Yeah, why would he leave Paul George and Russell Westbrook? Yeah. You know, I don't know, man. It's just. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> And Trump, did so you see, see Sharif apparently is going to play next year? Dude, that's amazing. That's you know, awesome. actually, so what's really cool is I sent that picture of him with a scar to my little sister. And she just said, that's so cool. And for you all that don't know, my sister's 10 years old. She's had three open heart surgeries. To see somebody on a platform like that is just, it's incredible. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, that's that's just cool. It is cool. You know, that's yeah. exciting for him. I'm excited because he's a good basketball player. Oh. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. So, speaking of good basketball players, yep, PJ Washington is he back? Apparently, he's he might be back. I mean, he's walking. Yeah, he's walking. He puts it on the uh, there, and John Calipari quote tweets it with, "Uh oh, dot dot dot." (laughs) I love Cal. Love him. I have a full blown man crush on him (laughs) because he's just he's he's Hollywood. He is. Hence, he should be the Lakers coach. Yeah, but. You know, it's. I love that Calipari gets in on that stuff. Oh yeah, and I wonder. What, God, it's going to be so fun when Chris Mack has a good team. I know because they're both active on Twitter. Yeah, that's amazing. It's going to be great. I cannot wait for that. Yeah. So, Calipari, and then they get you. You get PJ back, and obviously they need as many people as they can possibly get to play right now. Right. Because they're not deep. Mm-mm. You know what was it? They're stretched thin. Yeah, the Wofford game, people got in foul trouble. They're like, well, you know, they got to bring someone off the bench. I'm like, they don't have options. Yeah. Jamal Baker is playing major minutes for Kentucky right now. Are they going to bring Brad in? Yeah, you can't bring the red shirt. <laughs> Did you see you could take prop bets on what he's wearing? Yeah. Like, it'll be a Drake suit. <laughs> That's funny. Jeez, a Drake suit. Yeah. He's, um. This is obviously what Kentucky needs. There's no getting around it. Yeah. No PJ. No chance at, you know, winning a national title. Right. And do you find it weird? Okay, I shouldn't say weird because, you know, anything can happen. And I'm not going to say he's been a failure. John Calipari has won one championship in his 10 years at Kentucky. I've said this for a while. Let's put this in the context. So this is Calipari's been the coach of Kentucky since 2010. Mm -hmm. North Carolina's won how many titles in that time frame? Two? Yep. Duke has won two titles. Villanova's won two titles. Connecticut's won two titles. He won one. He should have won like 10. Yeah. <laughs> he lost in the championship to Connecticut. Right. When they should when they should have beat them. Right. They lost to Shabazz Napier and they had Julius Randle. <laughs> shouldn't happen. 
and it's just it blows my mind. You know, obviously there's the undefeated team, right? That you know is I think it's a legendary college basketball team. Mm-hmm. The John Wall team we've talked about. There was no reason for that team to lose games. I still to this day think that they're probably one of the best college teams ever assembled. Yeah, they just didn't have a shooter. Yeah, and that's you know Darnell Dodson was their leading shooter, and he was awful in that West Virginia game. Yeah, um, but I feel like. And I don't think it's necessarily going to be this year because as good as they are, they might be the eighth or ninth best team left in the conference in the tournament. Yeah. Right now? Yeah. Yeah, I saw somebody had them ranked like 15th. Yeah. Like a reseeding. Yeah, that's a lot. disrespectful. Yeah. Because they're definitely better than Oregon. Yeah. (laughs) They're definitely better than Purdue. Yeah. They're definitely better than Florida State. That's just Oh, I don't know. Kentucky-Florida State would be a fun game. It would, but I mean, I'm still going to put I am too. Me being the UK hater that I am, like I still have to put them up there. You know, and a lot of people seem to think that this conversation is coming back. I'm sure you've heard it. Yeah. If Kentucky does get through Houston, they play North Carolina. The winner of that game is going to win it all. And I'm like, huh? They could, sure. Yeah. But okay, they got to get through Tennessee or Virginia. I that that person you just imitated though. I've said that a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that it's just such a hard route. To go, it which is. I mean, it's turning out to really not be that way for North Carolina. But I mean, we're just playing good basketball. They are playing good basketball, but I really feel I don't necessarily know if Calipari is quote unquote feeling the pressure because I think Kentucky will keep him as long as he wants to be there. Yeah, he. But I he, mean, they're going to be good next year. Yeah, that's the thing; they're always going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. It's just other teams are being competitive as well now. Teams know if it's close in these last three, four minutes of the game, right? they can beat them. Yeah. And it's not like this is just this team. Right. We've seen this now for a few years. Yeah. Last year in that Kansas State game, like we've talked about many of times, you know, if P.J. hits three more free throws, you know, like they shouldn't lose Kansas State. Mm-mm. And then who they play next, Loyola? Yeah. They would kick Loyola's ass. Right. They'd be in the Final Fours of five. Right. Um, you know, they lost to Indiana one year in the second round. Yeah. Is that two years ago? I can't remember. Yeah. They don't well, remember. But it's like. We'll probably get corrected by somebody. It's like, how do you lose to Indiana in the second round? Indiana. Indiana sucks. Indiana. John Calipari got beat by Tom Cream. <laughs> Tom Cream in the tournament. And then, of course, you know, the Wisconsin game where he's got all these NBA players. Yeah. And so, again, I shouldn't use the tone I'm using because he's obviously done an amazing job. Right. He's put all these guys in the NBA. He develops players. He makes guys work together. But when I look back on the legacy of John Calipari at Kentucky and I say, yeah, he won a title, people are going to probably be like, huh? Yeah. All these guys he brings in? Right. And. It's just crazy. You know, he's been in three Final Fours, four Final Fours. So that's that's impressive. Yeah. Four Final Fours, nine years is obviously impressive. Right. He's played in two national titles. He's won and won. They should have won that Connecticut one. And they're that should have, would have, could have team now, too. Yeah. And maybe Kentucky fans don't want to hear that. But it's the honest truth. Well, it's crazy because, like, now they're just – I feel like a lot of Kentucky fans are just complacent with, like, 
their status in the draft now. Yeah, it's you know, like that's what they're holding their hat on. Is yeah, we had four first round draft picks. Like that, you're Kentucky. You win championships. That's not right. That's what you're supposed to do. Right. Like strive for nine. And yet they'll make fun of like Xavier fans for being like, you know, we had Pete Gillen. Yeah. And he left us to go to a better job. Right. We had Skip Prosser, and yeah. he left us to go to a better job. We had Sean. We had Chris Mack, and he left us to go to a better job. And they're like, yeah, but you guys just, your coach is leaving. I'm like, yeah, but you guys don't ever win championships in your perennial powerhouse. Right. That's, yeah, I'm frustrated. And that's bad. I too. Like, that's bad. Like, I want them to be consistently fighting for a title. Yeah. I want them to be in the fight. I want them to be in the Final Four, like, in a, in a regular basis. I want them to be in the Final Four the same level as Duke, same level as Carolina, same level as Villanova. They should be. I want them to be better than Gonzaga. I want them to be better than Michigan State. I want them to be better than Michigan. I want them to be one of the top four teams in the country year in and year out. So if they do lose, they lose to teams that are better than them that's, like, one, two, or three. I do not want to see them lose to teams they should not lose to anymore. Mm. I'm tired of it. Yeah. So how do they change it? I don't know. <laughs> Get a guys to stay a little longer. You know, this team should – this team's obviously really good, but these guys are like, okay, this guy's coming back. This guy's coming back. This guy's coming back. Right. How did it help them? Nick Richards is a good shot blocker. Yeah. Okay, cool. What else do you bring for me? Well, I think, like you said earlier this year, they just can't get big guys anymore. No. You know, I mean. Guard-heavy teams, just not going to do it. Yeah, and you know, this year, too, you know, Reed Travis has been really awesome on the stretch for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was making fun of him for a long time. Right. I was like, why is Nick Richards not starting over this guy? Right. Well, he found out quick. Yeah, and if he struggles in a game, it's like... Yeah. The end of the world for them. Mm-hmm. He's the least athletic player on that team. Yeah. Maybe besides Brad, but you know, Brad's got a red shirt. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. Did we like make all of our Kentucky fans hate us? I feel like that's a very reasonable thing to say. Yeah. I didn't mean for it to be like a twenty minute conversation, but it is what it is. It's honest. Yeah. You know, and we're not Kentucky fans. No. But we feel like you guys should be this big time thing right you guys come to us all the time and you're like oh yeah bbn yeah. on on ufk we got john wall we got anthony davis we got carl anthony towns you we take fake this. classes yeah like <laughs> your program sucks yeah you know carolina has fake classes duke pays their players right and it's like you guys aren't winning yeah i don't oh, think no. he's been a disappointment because obviously the tubby smith billy gillespie eras were pretty rough right and he's obviously revitalized a Kentucky program that should never have had to been revitalized. Right. But at some point you have to wonder, like, when you look at his resume at Kentucky, are you just going to base it off of, I put all these guys in the NBA? And Which is a great, awesome accomplishment. Right, but those are all guys who are going to go either way. Right. <laughs> I mean, we talk about it all the time that first year. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins wasn't going to Kentucky. Right. John Wall wasn't going to Kentucky. Right. Eric Bledsoe was... On the fence, right? You're, you're big. You guys were like, I remember when Billy Gillespie got fired. Like, well, we're gonna lose Daniel Orton. <laughs> oh, Danny boy, Daniel Orton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get into these Sweet Sixteen games, man. <laughs> let's talk about them because there there's a lot of fun to be had this week. This is gonna be awesome. I love 
this is, you know, the first rounds are always great. Right. But this is when everyone gets the first rounds out of them. Yep. All right, so the the Thursday games, we got Gonzaga and Florida State. Okay. Gonzaga's seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Are they really? Yeah. We have Tennessee and Purdue. Tennessee's one-and-a-half-point favorites. Michigan, Texas Tech, Michigan's two-point favorites. And Virginia, Oregon, Virginia's eight-point favorites. Hmm. Which, if Virginia wins by eight, they won by 20, really. Really, yeah. So, of those four, I think the most fun game is obviously Florida State and Zaga. Yeah. Um, I I like the Knowles, man. I don't necessarily know if they'll win the game. Yeah. But all these reasons we talked about, the speed, the athleticism, the length, the skill set. I mean, they have a lot of really, really, really good players. Right. You know, obviously Gonzaga has awesome players too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I I really like this team. I like Florida State too. Like I said, I've been sleeping on them for whatever reason because I know they always give us fits. But they kind of have the Nas Little thing going with their best player. Yeah. Uh. Well, their their leading scorer comes off the bench. Yeah. Terrence Mann is really good. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who Terrence Mann is, you guys should really watch him play. Right. And then I like guys like Trent Forrest. Fine. And obviously, we're just not sold on Gonzaga anyway, so. Yeah, and I know, you know. Not in the least bit. I just, and obviously, I think they've been, truthfully and honestly, I think they've been the, they've been one of the two best teams in the tournament so far. I think, you know, obviously, they took care of business against Fairleigh Dickinson. Right. And they beat Baylor by 12, but that game was a lot farther away than 12. Right. Um. But I like, I think, I just have this. Florida State feeling, which means they're not going to win now because I said that. Yeah, way to go, dude. Yeah. What uh, what what you know? But the other games like Tennessee Purdue is fun. Carson yeah. Edwards is on a tear again. Shout out to Brad. Yeah, he called that. He did. And then you know, like we said, I'm still worried about Tennessee. Right. But that game's in Louisville, so that'd be cool. That that uh, Oregon Virginia game. Has a little luster to it. Yeah, it's very defensive yeah. minded game. You know, Oregon's sure. Yeah. I mean, here's what we can say about Oregon. They have not lost since February twenty third when they lost at UCLA. Since then they have been on a tear, including beating a good Washington State team. Right. Including beating Arizona State, including beating Washington. So Okay, Washington State's not really good. I'm lying. <laughs> I, I got that mixed up with someone else. You're just giving them a good resume. It's fine. Yeah. But the Wisconsin game, they dominated them. Yeah. And, you know, UC Irvine, they kicked their ass too. Right. So They're just on a hot streak. They are, but I, I think mean, the hot streak ends. I'm saying that just because I want them to be a Cinderella. <laughs> what kind of tournament do you have when a team from a Power 5 is a Cinderella? Yeah, that's true. Shut up. I know. All right, so I'll, I'll stick with my Florida State pick. Okay. I don't think they'll cover by any means or they'll get a push. Right. Um, I'll take Tennessee. I'll take Virginia. This Texas Tech-Michigan game is like, if you like defense, this right. is the game for you. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to go with Michigan in that one. Are you? Yeah. I'm pretty aligned with everything that you you're picked with that. Yeah. You know what's so funny is I've loved this Michigan team all year. Yeah, they're just too inconsistent. Jerry Culver. Yeah. Yeah. He's enough, but... I think Jared Culver could be... I, mean, I, 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 I think we put him on our list of potential chemical candidates. Mm-hmm. If we didn't, I'm adding him now. Right. Because so, we can do that. Yeah. It's our show. I like it. 
I think Jared Culver's going to get them over this one. Okay. I don't necessarily want to see Michigan lose, but man, you know when he gets hot, you know mm-hmm. he's a top five NBA draft pick for a reason. Mm-hmm. And in these games, you got to go with the team that has a lottery guy. Yeah. And he is certainly that. Mm-hmm. So, so one of Texas us. Tech. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Texas Tech. Okay. Even though they knocked out NKU. Yeah. So Friday, Friday's fun. Mm. Friday's very fun. <laughs> We got Michigan State LSU. Doomsday. Michigan that's a that's Mi- a hell of a game. Michigan State's six point favorites. Six. Yeah, I know. Wow. The over under is one hundred and forty eight and a half. I would really almost pick LSU in that game. Yeah. UNC Auburn, which we're both terrified. I'm excited for that game. No, nope. I'm gonna be a mess. <laughs> yeah, I know. An absolute mess. Um, then we have Virginia Tech Duke. We have an ACC matchup. Yeah. And we have Kentucky Houston, which, uh, did you notice that Kentucky and Houston have the same logo? Sick, right? Yeah. There's like all four of those games. I'm really excited about. Yeah, that's, um, that's the real, that's so, the real game. So LSU Michigan state. That's a really fun back and forth game. Yeah. Who are you picking? I'm sticking with the Spartans. I'm sticking with Cassius. Okay. Even though I just talked about how I would take lottery guys. <laughs> you know, guys like Nas Reed, who's pretty damn good for LSU. Right. Guys like, um, obviously, Javante Smart. Mm-hmm. So. I think I'm going with LSU Skyler in Mays. that one. Are you? Yeah. I trust Izzo in this situation a yeah. lot. He's got buy-in. We talk about that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So... And, you know, I like this Virginia Tech-Duke game a lot. We've seen Virginia Tech beat Duke this year without Justin Robinson. And he's back. He's back. He was a little iffy in the first couple of rounds. Right. Um, you know, he – I'm trying to see real quick. Yeah, he had 13 points in the Liberty game. And then the St. Louis game, he had a solid nine points and shot horribly. <laughs> so, but having him back's huge. This goes back to people are laying out the blueprint to beat Duke. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to take Duke in the game. But now we see if you stretch them out, if you can, you know, get them in isolated defensive situations, mm-hmm. and you can, you can like, take advantage of the passing lanes, you have a shot. Yeah. Clog the middle. I mean that's that's an apparent thing too. Yeah. Um, but like I said, just let Zion do his thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sure. Central Florida, they practically they basically ran a pack line. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. I it, wish they would have won so bad. I don't. I want a more taco fall. Yeah, that. I mean, I I I get that part, but <laughs> you know, it goes back to my Kentucky point I just made. I want Duke to lose in these situations, not yeah. in the second round. Nah. I know. I get it. I get it. I'm over them, man. I know. So, you got Duke. Yeah. Duke, Michigan State. Yep, you've got Duke, LSU. Yep. Carolina, Auburn. So, here is... I'm going to... Let's just... I'm so excited for this game. And I'm going to list so many reasons here. So... <laughs> I love that this that the quote is, Unafraid Auburn sizes up North Carolina says they're blue bloods on steroids. That sounds like exactly something like Bruce Pearl would say, doesn't it? He says that North Carolina's blue bloods on steroids? 
apparently. Okay. He says, this is what he says, I'm, I use the terminology we're not afraid to run with North Carolina. It wasn't a challenge trying to say we're not afraid of North Carolina. We've got a good, healthy fear and respect of North Carolina. It's just that's how we play. For us not to try to play fast would go against how we play best. They can do that if they want. Yeah. This is going to be an NBA game. Yeah. Both teams going to be jacking up threes. and. Well, here's the thing, though, is we don't play that way. I mean, we're not going to play their game. You know, does that make sense? Like, yeah, you guys live and die by the three. Sure, you can run and gun, but like, cool. We're gonna, we're still gonna run sets. We're still gonna be the more. I feel like I don't want to say tame team, but you know, we're used to this moment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and what he sounded like is you know, live in this moment. <laughs> this There's is... a difference when you're living in the moment and used to the moment. This is gonna be the like. Just Luke May Cam Johnson moments, right? This is you know the guys I mean, who Kobe's going to be making big. It's just that freaking step back Kobe hit in the second yeah, round that, game. That's how oh I knew God. it was a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. I was like, all right, we're good, we're good. But I mean, like I said, when we play that small ball, when Nas Little comes in, it's just a game changer right now. Like that matchup for people is a nightmare. I think this game's going to be really competitive if they hit their threes. Yeah, I think that we can bother them enough to where their whole live and die by the three. But they shoot from thirty feet, man. Uh, yeah, but you know, and like they have three guys that shoot from thirty feet. I mean, it's it's impressive. Yeah, their biggest thing is are they going to be able to get back on defense? I mean, granted, shooting thirty feet, you're already back. But I mean, I this might be one of our most efficient, efficient like passing efficient teams that we've ever had. This is going to be when Frank, when the Frankenstein of Roy Williams really takes over the game. Yeah. And this is going to be the situation where, like, he's going to make the, the right calls in the situation. Because this is going to be probably that game where Auburn's got the lead, like, 64-62 with three minutes and 40 seconds to go. I think they'll actually be up big in the first half. You think Auburn will? Yeah. And then... We'll come back. The Frankenstein that is Roy will... Yeah. Make all the right plays, and dadgum it, they'll take the lead. Right. And this will come down to shots at the end of the game. And I think Carolina's going to win this game. I'm going to say it's like a 70-66 to 66 game. Uh, yeah. I was going to say probably six points. But it'll be one in the last two minutes. So that brings us to Kentucky-Houston. Kentucky currently two-and-a-half point favorites. Mm-hmm. This is an over-under of 134 and a half. This is Kelvin Sampson against John Calipari. Um, this is a grinder. Yes. And this is, you know, you got Corey Davis who's going to be guarded by Ashton Haggins for most of the game. You've got Tyler Hero in this game who's obviously kind of hit a stride again. Uh, Reed Travis is back. Good chance PJ Washington's back from what we're seeing on his uh, Instagram accounts. Yep. I like Kentucky to win this game. I think that they can beat Houston with or without P.J. Washington. So, I would agree, especially with their defense. Um, Maybe P.J.'s just a decoy. He might be. Because Kentucky knows that they can beat Houston, and they're already making their preparations for that North Carolina game. You're saying they're doing the Dabo Sweeney Clemson style? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just... uh, Give them a little edge, sure. psychologically. I get that. So, I, I'm going with UK. Yeah. Sorry, UK fans, if we jinx you all. No, we're not. 
Alright, so that means the Elite Eights. I have Florida State and Texas Tech on one end and Tennessee, Virginia on the other. I would say I would take Florida State over Texas Tech. And I would probably take I would take Tennessee. I picked Tennessee to be in the Final Four, but only because Virginia always finds a way to choke games. Yeah. Hell, I'm taking Tennessee. I'm sticking with it. I'm not okay. backing now. Okay. I'm going with the athleticism of Tennessee over yeah. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, I, I have Tennessee in my Final Four. Tennessee, Duke. This one was Nevada, which, oh, yeah, that was ugly. How'd that go? Not good. Right. Uh, Tennessee, Duke, North Carolina, and Florida State. All right. So that's similar. So that means our other league games, you have LSU, I have Michigan State, and we both have Duke. Yeah. And then on the other end, we both have Carolina and Kentucky. Yeah. I will say that I like Duke, and I like Carolina to come out of those two games. Okay. You said Duke and North Carolina? Yep. Yeah. So the final four in that case would be, my final four would be Duke, Florida State, North Carolina, Tennessee. Okay. I don't, I just, I still don't, I don't trust Duke. I mean, I don't blame you. I yeah. think they could, I very well think they could lose. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to lose Michigan State, though. If they're going to lose, they're going to lose Virginia Tech. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and wrap up this week's episode. I feel like it's been a long one. Yeah, we got into a lot of stuff. Yeah. On a, a slow week, we thought. Yeah. We thought. This is, the, I mean, this is it, man. This is Sweet yeah. 16 week. So this is this week's at-large bid. I know next week we'll give you our final four previews um, to see how close our picks were. Go Heels. Go Heels. Go. Hey, calm down. <laughs> you don't need the Tim Jinx, okay? Can I text you during the game? <laughs> we'll see. Okay. <laughs> Everyone enjoy Sweet 16 week. It's going to be awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yep. And we'll be back next week to get you ready for the final four. We'll see y'all. See ya.